You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hello and welcome back to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Myself, Colin Kelly, as always, bringing you the show. Uh, hopefully you had a good week 16, a good holiday season, and hopefully you're looking forward to the new year. But I'm looking forward to today's show, and I'm looking forward to NFL Week 17, which is just a few days away. So we're going to look back now at Week 16, and then on the preview show later in the week, we're going to look ahead to Week 17, the final week of the NFL regular season. Hard to believe we're at that point already. The playoffs are just two weeks away and uh, it's going to be exciting times as games come thick and fast in the playoffs lose and you go home win and you advance it's always a fun time of year that wild card weekend is uh, hard to beat when you go through the games in the playoff race it's always a fun weekend and there's always a couple of upsets mixed in there and to help me look back on all the action of week 16 we're going to be joined on today's show by greg rosenthal of nfl.com and of course nfl's around the nfl podcast he'll be jumping aboard the show in just a little moment Thanks for tuning in, thanks for downloading, thanks for streaming, whatever way you're listening to the show. Of course, you can hear us on iTunes, Stitcher, tune in, all those ways that you can listen to podcasts. And of course, we're available to stream as well on OvertimeIreland.com. Want to find out all the ways that you can get involved in listening to the show, OvertimeIreland.com is the place to go. There's a podcast page there, shows you all the quick links to the likes of iTunes, Stitcher, tune in. And while you're there uh, and you get to iTunes or Stitcher, give us a written or comment on there, help spread the word, make sure you are subscribed, get the shows once they go live each and every week. And uh, Thank you, as always, for your continued support. Our Twitter handle is another good place to find out what's going on with the show, going on with the site. site a little bit quieter now. As you all know, I'm down here in Melbourne, so not as much going on on the site side of things. But uh, podcasts coming thick and fast all season long to a week, and uh, we're going to continue that schedule as the playoffs progress. As I mentioned, I hope you've all had a good holiday season so far. Um, don't know how you all spent it. Hopefully you had a good time, hopefully some good food. But um, I had a good trip down the Great Ocean Road here in Victoria, Australia. And uh, very, very interesting, phenomenal weather, seen some great sights. One of the more unique ways I've spent uh, the Christmas season. But uh, it's one of the ones that I'll uh, always remember as well. So hopefully you had some uh, memories over the last couple of days, over the last couple of weeks that uh, you can remember going forward for quite some time to come. Hey, who knows, maybe one of those memories was winning a fantasy championship in uh, week 16, or maybe you're still playing into week 17. But anyway, that's enough talking done to start the show. Let's get into the week 16 recap. Let's recap this weekend's NFL action. It's the OTI Weekend Roundup. Joined back in the show now by Greg Rosenthal of NFL.com and NFL Around the Leagues podcast. Uh, still, sometimes I call it around the uh, or around the league, sorry, around the NFL podcast. I'm still in the around <laughs> the league mode, but uh, thanks, uh, Greg, for jumping aboard the show. Yeah, it's great to great to talk to you. How's it going? Yeah, things going good. Hopefully you had a good uh, holiday season. Hopefully you're looking forward to the new year as well. And, uh, of course, hopefully you're looking forward to the NFL playoffs. But, Greg, uh, you're a big New England Patriots fan as listeners to your show and uh, people following you on Twitter, of course, will uh, all know. But the Patriots this week, um, I guess we have to start with that call, um, the call to uh, <laughs> kick the ball back uh, in overtime to the, <laughs> the New York Jets. Uh, your thoughts on the call and... Uh, then I guess your thoughts on the result: uh, the Jets won in twenty-six to twenty in overtime with Eric Decker getting that late touchdown. Well, I wasn't surprised with the result. Um, if anything, if you watch the game, I think the Patriots were lucky to get the overtime. Yeah. Uh, they are a banged-up team right now. Their leading receivers in that game, really the guys who got almost every target, uh, were Keyshawn Martin, Brandon Bolden, and James White. So other than Gronk. Uh, those are their main guys, and they, they have problems right now, and Sebastian Vollmer uh, was lost with an injury, their left tackle. 
And so I, I thought actually they did a good job coming back in that game. The, the decision was what it was. It was it was curious. I mean, I'm not going to be one of these guys that defends it that it was some sign of his genius. Uh, if you if you look at the numbers, it's not that crazy to kick off. Uh, the wind wasn't a huge factor in the game. It's not crazy to kick off, but you're definitely not helping your chances. And I think it was a, a curious decision that that went about as poorly as it could. Yeah, and I think when you're looking at after the game, obviously looking back, you mentioned the injuries, you mentioned you know the the wide receiver situations. You basically had Gronk on the field and nobody else. And uh, you know, so from that point of view, I don't think it was all that much of a surprise. The Jets hadn't been moving the ball all that freely the few number of drives before that. You know, they forced a couple of three and out. So I think from that perspective, you can see why it was decided. And then when you look as well at uh, Bill Belichick's history off to fair in the early kickoff, you know, the opening kickoff if they win the toss. So again, no surprise there if it works. You know, people calling it, you know, as you mentioned, a genius decision again. So, you know, it, people uh, don't often get uh, richer, don't look too smart when they doubt Bill Belichick. So maybe this week, anyone that's uh, not, not Belichick's biggest fan can gloat a little bit. But, you know, I, I'm not surprised. And I thought as well, going into this game, with the injuries, with the you know offensive line a little bit banged up, the team is really banged up, and they, they kind of do need that bye week, do you think, uh, going into the playoffs here? Well, I don't think it's as bad as it looks. Now, they got to win this game in Miami, but they are very lucky to be playing a Dolphins team that just seems to have given up on the season. So yeah. I think that they can beat Miami with, with the guys they have. And, and literally just before you called, I wrote a post that Sebastian Vollmer, their left tackle, is expected back from the playoffs. Of course, they, they escaped the scare with Bronk. I think they'll get back, back both their starting safeties, McCordy and Chung. I think they'll get back Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola. So I just went through five starters for them uh, and if they are all truly back and, and able to get back into the flow of things quickly uh, then you still feel like they, they have a chance obviously the running back situation is not great but you look at the rest of the AFC and I don't see any other team that's particularly better than them I, I think it's a situation where you see four or five teams really that could all make the Super Bowl but the Patriots you know have a little bit of an edge if, if they're skipping the first round and they get two home games if they win the first one uh, I think Cincinnati to me despite the loss of Denver is the other team that really has the best roster in the AFC and, and I think they are the next most likely team to make the Super Bowl. Yeah, when you look into the actual playoffs, you know, it is amazing that when you look down through the list of teams that you're expecting and on the AFC side of things, you know, there's not a lot of starting quarterbacks still left there. So, you know, you still got Tom Brady, so there's still a chance to go deep in it. And you mentioned getting all those players back. You just you, you just reeled off basically the, the most important players outside of Gronk and Brady that are missing at the moment. So that'll make a huge difference. I have to talk about the Jets. Bit of a surprise story this season. A lot of people thought they would improve on last season, but uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick has really, off the last uh, five or six weeks, played some great, great football. And, uh, you know, Branton Marshall, first Jets receiver, I believe, in history to have more than 100 catches in a season. He's had a, a big, big year since being traded from the Bears. And Eric Decker as well, having a, a nice season. Um, have to say, I've been impressed with how they've been going. Do you think if they do make it in now with Destiny in their own hands, that they can uh, make a little bit of a run here, maybe at the wildcard weekend? Yeah, as a Patriots fan, I really don't want to see the Jets coming in for the divisional round. That is the matchup that would scare me the most because there's no upside there. I, I, I think the Jets match up well with them because uh, they can cover your receivers one-on-one. They're very physical. You can't even try to run against them with, with the Patriots running attack that they have. And Fitzpatrick has shown a knack for playing his best late in games. Now he's a streaky quarterback. I saw some article in the New York Daily News today that said he should be in the MVP race. I mean, he's not even the MVP on his team, and that's outrageous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> outrageous. Yeah. Uh, um, 
but he he's shown he can he can come through late in games. I still don't put it past the Jets and the Bills though. Uh, I, I don't put it past the Bills to, to sneak up and, and beat the Jets this last week and, and see Pittsburgh get in there. It, it really would not dock me. I mean, just look at what happened this weekend. When you have a division game between rivals, uh, it's not it shouldn't shock people when, when there's going to be an upset, just like the Ravens and the Rams pulled off last week in the Falcons. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned as well, uh, you know. <laughs> Going forward, well, I just I'm still shocked at the the decision that somebody thought that Fitzpatrick was MVP. But going forward, uh, the Patriots I think <laughs> still they do want to face the Jets, but a, a good advantage there. Uh, it's interesting too. Stephen Jackson played for the Patriots this week. He didn't have that big of a game, but uh, if he stays with the Patriots through the playoffs, it'll be the first time that he finished. Well, if he plays in Week 17, it'll be the first time he's finished a season with a winning record, which is uh, absolutely amazing for the career that he's had. Um, you mentioned the the Broncos. Obviously, they got a win against the the Bengals. In overtime as well, a late, late win, the, a field goal missed late on, and then they, they came back in overtime and, and got, the, got the kick to win the game. But um, just overall, between those two teams, we mentioned quarterback situations. Brock Osweiler, uh, I thought he had pretty he had a pretty uh, good second half in that one. The first half, nobody really played well for the Broncos. But overall, the Broncos, you know, it's been the Broncos and the Patriots the last couple of years. Um, do you think with Osweiler they could be a threat, or do you think it's some – I think the door maybe is closed now on Manning getting a chance again this season. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think we're going to see Peyton Manning again. People are, people around that team really believe, you know, he's been shut down essentially without telling him. I mean, they're going to let him keep trying to recover. Um, but physically, he doesn't seem like he really is going to be ready. And Osweiler certainly played well enough uh, to continue giving him a shot. And I think that's the type of team that they want is, is the zone running team. You saw it last night. Uh, the running game was really key in the second half. I give Kubiak a ton of credit for winning that game because all of his adjustments uh, were the reason they really turned things around. I mean, he goes to the no huddle in the second half, and the offense really picks up. He takes Vernon Davis completely off the field, uh, and Owen Daniels had a really nice second half. And uh, the defense changed from what they normally do. They, they mixed it up. They weren't playing man coverage. They went through a lot of zone. Uh, it seems to confuse uh, the Bengals a little bit, slow it down. And, and that defense is the single best thing in the AFC to me. So if you're just looking at who has the best offense or defense, the most dominant side of the ball to me on any team is the Broncos' defense. So they're always going to be in any game, and they give their offense a chance to come back. And I think they've come back from three 14-point deficits this season, yeah. uh, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, no other team has done it twice. Uh, they've now done it three times, and a lot of that on the back of the defense in the second half of the effort they put in. Uh, so now we've mentioned the Patriots. They are locked in at the moment as the number one overall seed. Could uh, could change with how the Broncos do next week. But the Broncos now have put themselves into that number two seed spot. Both of those already in the playoffs. Uh, the Bengals are qualified. Chiefs are qualified. Texans luck to be all but qualified. You need about a uh, hundred things to happen and fall right for the Indianapolis Colts for them to yeah. get in. And uh, the Jets, the other team there. So the Chiefs are in. It's between uh, really the Jets and the Steelers to see who that last place is. And uh, you mentioned it as uh, kind of uh, Rex Ryan loves playing the Patriots. I think uh, you know this is another kind of Super Bowl game for him here because he's going to be playing against his old <laughs> team in the Jets. We'll see if they can cause the upset. But the way the Jets have been playing, I think they'll probably go. So you know the Steelers. A few weeks ago, we're talking about them as the team that are the hot hand. You know, going and nobody wants to face the Steelers. And we talked about the Broncos defense a moment ago. It was the uh, the Steelers who kind of made them look a bit normal last week with uh, the performance they yeah. 
But the Steelers this week against the defense, you think they're going to tear apart this Baltimore defense and it just doesn't happen for them at all. Um, overall, I don't know what to make. I just watched that game. I couldn't figure out really what was going on. Uh, the Ravens winning against the Pittsburgh Steelers. You mentioned divisional games. Anything can happen. Um, your thoughts on the Steelers and now their chances of getting in? Yeah, I still don't give up on them. And if they get in, I still would be afraid of them and not surprised if they make a deep run. This is just what Mike Tomlin's teams do. If you go back and look at what he's done as a head coach for the Steelers, they can beat anyone, and they have, have a really poor record against teams under 500. They've stubbed their toes in a lot of spots against yeah. inferior teams. I don't know if they get overconfident or what it is, but when you looked at the schedule and you saw that they were playing the Broncos and the Bengals back-to-back, and you thought, well, if they can get through those two or even split those two, then they'll win their last couple and, and maybe they get in the playoffs. And they beat the good teams. They lose to the bad team. I give the give the Ravens a lot of credit. I think they've been playing hard this year, and they wind up sweeping the Steelers. But I, I really, I'm telling you, I just I still have a feeling the Steelers are going to get in, and, and then and that's exactly what the Bengals don't want to see because you could be staring at a Steelers Bengals uh, wild card matchup. Yeah, I think yeah, there is a possibility. I think when you look at it though, you know, maybe as a Patriots fan, you're still fearing maybe meeting the Steelers a little bit. But I think overall, I think it's going to be a tough <laughs> call for them this weekend. You mentioned them beating the, you know, beating the Bengals, beating the Broncos, and then losing this week. But uh, the Ravens, as you mentioned, have been playing tough all year, and they've been decimated by injury. And hey, um, you know, a quarterback comes in, and saves the day. <laughs> it's uh, it's hard to know how these things happen. Ryan Mallett couldn't <laughs> couldn't make a couldn't make a flight or couldn't make meetings early in the year, and he comes in and uh, he actually had a very impressive game. I thought overall in this one, but strange things happen in the NFL then on the other side I mentioned the Texans being in uh, you know Branton Whedon starting for the Texans it's just uh, the NFL throws up crazy storylines week to week and uh, it's just just as amazing as me each and every week jumping over to the NFC side the Panthers no longer undefeated they got to the 14-0 mark they are now 14-1 and losing that divisional game to the Falcons who really other than pride hadn't a lot to play for um, Josh Norman we know what happened with him and Odell Beckham the week previously and then Julio Jones came in and had a very nice game in this one Josh Norman, uh, do you think that maybe a little bit of a, a hangover from the uh, Odell Beckham situation? Yeah, Ron Rivera seems to think so. He thought maybe Norman lost a little bit of confidence. You know, I watched that game, and Julio Jones did did what he wanted to Josh Norman. It, it, most of his plays were against Josh Norman. Not everyone, not the long score, yeah. uh, but but most of the other games. Look, that's Julio Jones. I, I think Josh Norman's had a great year. He's a great cornerback, but they, the way the NFL rules are, it favors the offense. And Julio Jones has been a top five receiver the last few years. Josh Norman uh, is a good cornerback, but he's not going to shut down Julio Jones. So I'm interested to see how the Panthers respond this week. They've got Tampa. Uh, they have a lot to play for. And I think they'll wind up wiping the floor with them. Because I, I think this is a truly a great team. I think the Cardinals are truly a great team. And, and I think neither one of them are going to uh, get upset by by a lackluster squad so I, I think the Panthers are going to get that home field advantage and, and they'll probably cream the, the buck yeah I agree with you there um, and you mentioned that uh, Julio Jones touched down the 70 yard one it was kind of like if you're somebody's playing Madden and they're playing at the easiest level possible uh, just catching ridiculous balls up above Luke Keekley uh, and amazing, amazing <laughs> exactly. grab and yeah just just pretty crazy all around uh, the other team in that div- uh, the other team on the side you know the second seed in the NFC is the Arizona Cardinals and I'm a Packers fan so uh, the less talked about this game probably the better, mm. but they, you talked about the Panthers possibly creaming the uh, Buccaneers this coming week. Will the Cardinals well and truly annihilated the Packers uh, in Arizona? Anyone in the NFL playing better football right now than the Arizona Cardinals? No, and I think that's really been the case all year. Yeah. You know, they've had some games where they lose the turnover battle, and so they have to 
stay close with an inferior team. I'm thinking about games like the, the Rams early that they lost and certainly the Browns, which they ended up beating. But for the most part, when you watch them, you think this is the deepest, most talented team in the entire NFL. They've got about 10 or 12 guys who can just make game-changing plays at, at any time. They've got standouts at really any position on both sides of the ball. And their offensive line is also much better this year. So they're the theme of the Around the NFL podcast. We chose well this year. We chose them pretty early. And and I think they have great stories. And they're the team I'm hoping I'm covering in the Super Bowl. I think either way, if you get the Cardinals or the Panthers, that's a really exciting, different type of Super Bowl team than we've seen lately. And I I hope one of them at least gets through. Yeah, the Cardinals as well. People were asking me, you know, around, you know, October time, who you thought could be a team, you know, surprising him to go to the Super Bowl. I didn't think they'd be a surprising team but the Cardinals were playing amazing at the start of the season they've kind of been very very consistent all the way through obviously losing Matthew uh, for the season is going to be a tough blow for them to overcome but uh, they looked amazing against the Packers I must admit this week and uh, you know the running back situation we thought with all the banged up running backs was going to be tough David Johnson looks to be uh, playing great football for them as well so we'll see how it goes in the next couple of weeks it's hard to look past in that division the Panthers are the Seahawks out of the NFC conference rather but uh, the other teams in the mix, uh, there is no teams that can make it in this week. It is all locked in. It's pretty amazing that basically both sides, there's <laughs> there's not a lot of uh, yeah. implications this coming week for the AFC or NFC. The bad week 17. I mean, yeah. it is what it is. Last week, I remember, was a great one. Yep. This, this used to happen more more than you think. Uh, lately, there, there's been good week 17s with a lot at stake. But I remember a, a period uh, late last decade where a lot of the week 17s were like this, where only a few of the games really mattered. Yeah, and in, in this here, the games that really matter are probably the Packers obviously playing the Vikings, the division on the line, both teams 10 and 5. Depending on who wins, the third seed and the fifth seed could swap around. The Seahawks then are locked in as the sixth seed. That could change as well, depending on that Vikings-Packers result. And then the fourth seed is the Washington Redskins. There's a lot of surprising stories this season as to how teams have gone. The team that has surprised me the most out of them all is the Washington Redskins. I wasn't a mm. cousin supporter going into this season, but uh, you know I have to say their home record in particular, but they got the win on the road against the Eagles this week. I have to say they have impressed me but I think you know they're the team that everyone's going to want to face uh, you know in this in this playoff spot but I wouldn't be surprised if they go in and uh, upset somebody either no I would I mean you're a Packers fan <laughs> yeah don't don't you like don't you like knowing that this week if they do lose to the Vikings that they are going to Washington because to me that is that is not a bad consolation for I know you need the Packers to play better yeah. and they just there's not much reason to believe in them at all. So of course you'd rather have them win. They need they need to just feel good about themselves. But if they happen to win and they they end up hosting the, the Seahawks, if the Seahawks lose against Arizona on Sunday, yeah. to me that's a much tougher much tougher game even in Lambeau than it would be going to Washington. Yeah, it's funny too. Usually you think of the home field advantage in Lambeau. It hasn't been as strong this season. A couple of games lost at home. The road for me there, though, doesn't fill you with confidence. They just haven't been playing all that well, but I, I know what you mean. I'd rather face the Redskins than uh, the Seahawks. We'll see how it goes. It's hard to believe that if you lose this week and lose the division, you might actually put yourself in a better <laughs> position to go on to win uh, in, in the playoffs. So it's a, it's a funny week, but uh, I guess the team's going to go out and want to win. Uh, the, the game against the Cardinals, the only thing I can hope is that maybe they were overlooking them to, to try and get past them to, to face the Vikings Jeez, this week and win. I don't think that. I don't think I that was so. the case. I hope yeah. not. The uh, one thing they can feel, you can you can think back though, you know, I had the Ravens in, in 2012, you know, they lost by, they were down 31-7 to to the Broncos in week 15, I think it was, and yeah. a few weeks later, uh, they're winning the Super Bowl. The Cardinals, 
uh, got beat by Matt Castle and the Patriots, <laughs> forty-seven to seven in yeah. Week Sixteen of two thousand. What was that? Ten? Whatever year that was that yeah. they made the Super Bowl, and then they ended up having a lead in the Super Bowl with two minutes left. So the NFL, as you said, it gives us great storylines each week, and, and I rarely uh, put too much stock into what happened just before the playoffs because a lot of times it just turns on a dime and you guys do have Aaron Rodgers and you do have some talent on that defense <laughs> so I think I still think if once they're in they'll have a shot to win any game yeah so we basically mentioned on this show already uh, Ryan Mallett winning for the Ravens against the Steelers if I had told you that at the start of the week you'd have probably much thought that I was absolutely crazy and uh, we have uh, <laughs> we have Whedon winning for the Texans as well so things from week to week happen and change so much uh, Greg it's been a lot of fun having you on the show again all the listeners can follow you on Twitter it's at Greg Rose <laughs> Uh, you have the NFL around the uh, NFL podcast. Uh, obviously, you can get all the stuff on NFL.com. Do you want to mention uh, the Vanity Project pod that you've gone on or anything else that you want to give a quick Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's the Rosenthal and Jessel McVanity Project with my, uh, really my best friend for a long time. His name is Anthony Jessel He's a comedian here uh, in the States. Uh, he's been on all the roasts and had his own show and all that sort yeah. of stuff if you're into comedy. So a little different than the Around the NFL one, but, but we have fun. Yeah, you come up with a good name. Must have been a long time thinking about that rather than just go with the 100% true name and call it <laughs> what it is. But uh, it's been a lot of fun. Hopefully uh, you're looking forward to the new year. NFL Week 17 doesn't look like the best slate on card with the stuff that's going to happen, but uh, yeah. hopefully it's good and uh, let's look forward to the playoffs moving forward. Uh, as always, it's been a lot of fun. Great talking to you. Thanks. Hey, this is Scott Fujita, former NFL linebacker and Super Bowl champion, and you're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. So that was Greg Rosenthal off NFL.com and Ollie, you'll know him from the Around the NFL podcast as well. Be sure and check that out. Check out his new podcast, The Vanity Project, as well. <laughs> it's uh, it's well worth a listen. That's Greg with two Gs. If you're looking for it on Twitter, it's at Greg Rosenthal. Um, and if you put in Greg with two Gs, I'm pretty sure he is one of the first of those to come up. So we kind of went through the NFL Week 16 playoff picture after it. I'm going to go through some of the games that we didn't mention. And uh, before we do that, I'm going to mention the OTI Dynasty League. I mentioned the Fantasy Championship has been decided over the last couple of weeks in a number of leagues some weeks still some leagues still rather playing into week 17 so good luck if you're in those this week i'm in a couple of those i prefer them to be over after week 16 because sometimes as we look at the playoff picture not much to play for in week 17 and uh we have a lot of fantasy leagues here at Overtime Ireland. Uh, I think this year we maybe had uh, eight or nine of them running overall. Hard to keep track of them all, but anyone that won one of those this week, congratulations to you. That Most of those, I think all of those pretty much finished up in week 16. Uh, in the league off record, that is the OTA Dynasty League. It's been going for the last couple of years, and this year's winner after week 16 is Stevie Howley and his team Irish Jaguars. No, no surprise who Stevie supports. We've mentioned him on the show before, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he's pretty much rode the Jacksonville Jaguars team all the way to a championship trophy this year um you know he went in there with Blake Bartles Alan Robinson Alan Hearns and uh, marched his way in he finished with a score this week of 191.3 it is a PPR league but that is still highly impressive scoring all around congratulations to Stevie uh winning the championship on overtime Ireland dynasty this season mentioned the Arizona Cardinals 38 the Packers 8 not a good result for the Packers hopefully they can bounce back in week 17 as I mentioned there with Greg though maybe it's better if they don't win this week and get to face the Redskins the following week it's just hard to know but as always you want your team to win each and every game and the Packers season has been up and down for the last couple of weeks so hopefully they can turn things around going into the playoffs the Atlanta Falcons, they stopped the Carolina Panthers from going for the perfect season 20-13 a big big game here from Julio Jones, as we mentioned, uh, a ridiculous catch. Um, maybe though, maybe the Panthers better to get that loss out of the way now than later in the playoffs. 
Kansas City Chiefs 17, Cleveland Browns 13. You know, the, the Chiefs are doing things. They're not spectacular, but they're getting the wins every week. They start at 1-5. They've made it to the postseason. Just the second team in NFL history to do that from the 1-5 start. Won nine straight games and now have at least a wild card berth. Uh, there is a possibility that if the Broncos lose week 17 and they win, they could actually win the division. Uh, with the way that game was going in overtime with the, with the Broncos, there was a chance that um, you know the Chiefs would have been going in with their own fate in their hands, kind of, but uh, now they are reliant on all the results but a, a big big uh, turnaround from them from that one and five start Cleveland Browns on the other hand Johnny Mansell playing in this one some mistakes that you would expect from him, clock management and so on and things like that but uh, overall I thought he had an impressive game but then straight after the game the video comes out of uh, I think it was Christmas Eve uh, him out supposedly partying but you know um, these guys that are recording these videos are meant to be Johnny's friends he's kind of giving them a free ride on it to all these clubs and everything maybe they should just think about uh, keeping away their mobile phones for uh, some of these parties And but uh, another maybe off the field decision that could go against Johnny Manziel he did look like he was going to be shut down for the season after the last incident but got back on the field due to injury and uh, was doing quite well in this game i thought so we'll see how things are developing with that story with the video we'll see if he starts week 17 but he's given a little bit of an account of himself we'll see how the coaching staff the backroom staff and the front office staff do after the season whether they keep their jobs or not and i'm sure that'll go a long way to uh, seeing what happens with johnny manziel's future some shock results this week, none more so than the St. Louis Rams heading into CenturyLink Field, beating the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks have been rolling the last couple of weeks. The Rams always seem to play tough against their divisional opponents. We mentioned divisional results with the Panthers game, uh, with the Steelers game. So lots of surprise results can happen in division games, but 23-17, to St. Louis Rams winning in CenturyLink Field. And it's the first time in Russell Wilson's career, I'm just reading here actually as we go into it, 71 regular season and postseason games that Russell Wilson, when he's been playing, never held a lead at any stage in the NFL. It was the longest streak in NFL history. You know, it's just a, an impressive one here by the Rams, but too little too late in their season mentioned with Greg uh, Branton we didn't get a win this week we didn't actually mention the game they absolutely decimated the Tennessee Titans on the road 34 to 6 not much else to say about that but uh, JJ Watt another big game here Texans just dominating throughout you've got a a player like DeAndre Hopkins who each and every week has been sensational and then Branton Whedon who is your quarterback getting you the win in this one but they basically have the division tied up a few scenarios that could help the Colts get into the playoffs but you know let's just be realistic Colts fans uh, that is not happening on the other hand the Colts they were winners against the Miami Dolphins uh, helps keep them in that hunt 18 to 12 pretty much a dismal game to watch Frank Gore being the main talking point uh, he had two touchdowns in this one and uh, the best game of his season this is ninth thousand yard season in the last 10 so um, congratulations to him I guess on that he's been one of the best running backs of the last decade and uh, outside of that there the other talking point Jarvis Landry but he had a phenomenal one hand catch in this game but just a terrible game to watch uh, in general mentioned Stevie Howden winning the championship uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars didn't win this week they lost uh, 38-27 to the Saints the Saints pretty much had this one in control all the way throughout would be interesting to see in the offseason what happens with Drew Brees and Sean Payton Brees pretty adamant that both of them will be back next season he had 412 yards in this game three touchdowns without a turnover pretty impressive all the way around and him playing with that foot injury Chicago Bears beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa. The Tampa Bay team just cannot really get results at home, and it's been that situation again. The Bears usually better on the road. I thought the Buccaneers would get the win here, but 26-21, to a win in the end for the Bears. Not a lot other than that to talk about. 
again some games last week just were not that impressive to watch turnovers were what ended up dooming the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this one uh, Doug Martin had two fumbles they also missed a fourth quarter field goal so one of the turnovers from uh, Jameis Winston down in the red zone as well so uh, the Buccaneers kind of just cost themselves this one another very unexciting game this week the Buffalo Bills 16 Cowboys 6 not much to talk about in this game just disappointing all around uh, from both teams a win in the end for the Bills the Dallas Cowboys didn't really turn up in this uh, outside of their defense and both those teams well the Bills this week could be spoilers against the New York Jets we'll see what happens there Lions got an easy enough win against the 49ers 49ers season coming to a, a dis- it's been a disappointing season it luckily goes going to be a tough season coming into it with all the uh, off-season you know movement that happened there with players retiring players moving on coach Harbaugh moving on they lost 32-17 to the Lions. The Lions have been much better since that bye week, so we'll see what happens again with the coaching staff there going forward. And the last one to talk about, the Vikings blowing out the New York Giants. The Giants knew after uh, the Redskins win on Saturday Night Football that you know they couldn't make the playoffs, so maybe that had a little bit to do with this performance, but the, the Vikings literally crushed them the whole way through. A very, very easy win for them. Teddy Bridgewater didn't need to do much to uh, secure the win. Adrian Peterson with a big, big game in this one. He went over 100 yards again and one touchdown, and... Um, you know, I started Teddy Bridgewater in a couple of fantasy leagues this week. Thought that if the Giants lost, that they wouldn't have much to play for, and he could light things up. But <laughs> he didn't have to do much, so um, didn't work out all that well for me. But that there is all the games run through. Kind of the playoff picture has been talked about, and sure was an interesting week. But I don't know if Week Seventeen is going to be as interesting with all the the stuff that has uh, happened with not many playoff implications going forward we'll see what we talk about on the preview show we'll look at some of those games maybe have a little bit of a, a fantasy recap for the entire season maybe our uh, mvp of fantasy and so on and so forth but uh, that is today's show done and dusted hopefully uh, you'll join us again later in the week for the preview show uh, thanks again to greg rosenthal for jumping aboard and as always until i'm back with the next show make sure you're following at overtime ireland give us a written and a comment on itunes or stitcher and of course until then have a good one Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.